You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Last week and, you know, from the anniversary, we, our theme had been a different spirit. And that's what we've been looking at. And um, today is our communion service, so we're going to move on and see how the Lord will lead us. Praise the Lord. How many of us have been desiring and operating in the different spirit? Hallelujah. It's my desire, it's my prayer that I will remain there. I'll tabernacle there. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, we established, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, that there is the spirit that is from the world. There is the spirit that is from God. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2.12. He said, now we have received the spirit which is from God. We receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from what? From God, So we have the spirit from God. However, the world we've understood has a spirit operating in them. And just quickly as an intro so that we get that done. The spirit of God we have established is the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God is the spirit of the Father. Is the spirit of the Son. Praise the Lord. It is Jesus in the spirit. It is the Father in the spirit. Praise God. He is a person. Now, that personality is who God breathed into us when he formed man, okay? Now, when man fell, we lost that spirit because God could no longer remain in man because sin had been found in man, okay? But when Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, paid the sacrifice, died on the cross, rose again, he went up to the tabernacle in heaven and entered in presenting his own blood. As a sacrifice, as a propitiation for my sins and the sins of the world. When he did that, the father, as proof or as evidence that the father accepted his sacrifice, he was given the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So on Pentecost Day, what happened was that God restored to man what man lost at Eden. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So from Pentecost, we got back our God self. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So we ceased to operate only as man, but we now also go back to what God intended before. He said, let us make man. God doesn't have legs like we have legs. When he said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. He wasn't talking of beard and ear and hair and all of that. He was talking about the spirit man. Praise God. So that we know. However, the spirit that is from the world or the spirit of the world operates differently. Now, what I want us to just see there is that this Holy Spirit, the spirit that we have, is a spirit that manifests God entirely and wholly and nothing else. Nothing less and nothing more. But the spirit that is of the world is a spirit that has a very broad spectrum that it can play with. Just the same way now, I want to ask us a mathematical question. I'd like you to help me. I hope you'll get it. Um, let me make it a bit difficult. What is the square root of 144 is what? Uh, you people know mass. Clap for yourselves. Praise the Lord. Now, 
How many correct answers can that question have? One. Now, let me explain something to you. How many wrong answers can that question have? Infinite. Are you with me? The same way the spirit that is from God is as restricted as the correct answer. But the spirit that is wrong, the spirit of the word, is limitless. Now, I'm explaining that to tell you something. You know, the Bible says something. And um, it says in Hebrews 12, 15, 16, and 17, okay? It says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, 16. It says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. He says, for you know that afterward he wanted to inherit the blessing. He was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. The Bible used one word here, which is where I'm going to. He used the word profane. That's what the word used there. That word profane is not an armed robber. It's not even a rapist. It's not even a, a killer. That word profane simply implies somebody who is secular. Praise the Lord. It simply implies somebody who is uninitiated. So when we talk of the spirit of the world, some people are at the spectrum where they are just unconcerned about spiritual things. There are the people who think it is either black or white. There are the people who say, if I can't see it, I don't believe it. If I can't touch it, I don't get it. There are people who live in this world and just believe that everything about this world begins and ends with matter. Praise the Lord. Now, that is why if you go to Genesis 25 now, so we see what actually Esau did from 29. What happened was that Esau went to hunt. I guess it wasn't such a good day hunting, so he didn't come back with anything. Okay? But coming back, this is what happened. His brother Jacob had cooked a stew. And Esau came in from the field and he was weary. So Esau said to his brother Jacob, please feed me with that same recipe. I think he had eaten it before. For I'm weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom, 31. He says, but Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. Now, my brother, your brother is hungry and he asks you for food. You can either say yes or no, but Jacob didn't say yes or no. He said, sell me your birthright and I will give you my food. Now, look at what happened, 32. Esau said, man, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. What are you talking about? He said, what is birthright, man? Just give me the food. Okay? So, Jacob gave him the food. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, when Esau was giving the food, what did he do? He said he ate. He drank. He arose. And what did he do? He went his way. That's the secular man. The secular man thinks it's all about eating, drinking, sleeping, waking up, buying a car, getting a car, you know, marrying, having children, getting promotion, looking handsome, looking pretty. That's what the secular man thinks it's about. Little did he know that the transaction he just got involved in will last for eternity. Secular is blind to spiritual things. Profane. Because when you read it, we can so easily think Esau was a fool. No, he wasn't fuller than some of us are. He was just regular. He was a smart guy. He was a, a first-class student. He, but he had no value for spiritual things. That's a manifestation of the spirit of the world. The other extreme 
is the occult. The same spirit of the world. That's why I said error has no boundary. Like the question I asked. Somebody can say the answer is 1447. Another person can say the answer is 1. Another person can say the answer is 7 million. Isn't it? They're all wrong answers. Now, the same way in the spirit of the world, there is the other limit where people are in the occult. These are the people that don't do anything except they consult, you know, the spiritual world. They believe in the occult. Everything they do. Everything they say. Do you know that um, Haman in the book of Esther, who was a senior, a general, you know, almost like second in command to Ahasuerus, when he wanted to deal with Mordecai, Mordecai was so junior to him. So he could have issued a simple order and they will arrest Mordecai and put him in prison. You know what he did? The Bible says he went and consulted with the occult. These are people that if they get you for an interview, as they're talking to you, they feel that your spirit will spoil the, uh, the mummy water thing they're doing here. They will not employ you. Your light is shining. They don't want anybody whose light is shining around the office. They'll just get angry with you. You've not offended them. You'll be wondering, what did I do? I just said good morning. Say, what is good about this morning? You, you said good morning, but in the spirit, the light you carried has disarmed her halfway. She doesn't want you around. Are you getting me? This is what is the spirit of the world. So there are extremes. You know, the, the World Cup is going on now. Ahead of some, you know, professional football players, excellent football players. They say when they want to play a match, there's a particular vest they wear that they don't wash. You know, the, all kinds of things that they believe in because they, at this stage, they know that they need help from outside this material world. Okay, so you call them superstition and all kinds of things. They are all within the spectrum or the spirit of the world. So they go from one extreme. Some people think it's just sweat. Some people believe it's just money. How much is it? I will pay. Some people think, ah, you know, go, hey, hey, hey. they go present body. You know, so some people just, whatever it is, it's a broad spectrum. And the enemy controls. The Bible says the spirit that now walks in the children of what? disobedience he controls all of them the good news unfortunately we don't know is that it is easier for you and i to get the man who is in the occult to believe in jesus than the man who is profane because the dimension where they are they are aware of the spiritual but unfortunately we don't preach the gospel to them i challenge you if you know babalao just go and visit him the day you go when you go sit down tell him oga I didn't come for you to help me. I came to help you. I've come to introduce to you a power that is superior to your own. The man will pay attention. Because he's in such a power. That's what happened with Simon the sorcerer. He was there operating and everybody was afraid of him. When the disciples brought the message of Jesus Christ and he saw what was happening. He said, ah, I graduate. I move further. The only problem was that his desires were not purified. Do we get that? Is that clear? So we can move on. So we understand the spirit of the world. So it can appear in different ways. Why are we looking at that? We are looking at that so we can get in to look at the spirit that we have received. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God did what? Created the heavens and the earth. Okay. God created the heavens and the earth. It means that before the earth was before the earth is god was are we here 
the tailor made my jacket, okay? Before the jacket is, the tailor was. Are you with me? In the beginning, what happened? God created the heavens and the earth. Now, this is Genesis. See the beauty of the Bible. In Revelation, this is what it says. The last part, you know, but it said so many places. Revelation 1 verse 8. But let's go to the one in Revelation 22, 13. God speaking there says now. It says, I am the alpha and the what? I am the beginning and what? I'm the first and what? God is saying, I started it. I will do what? Finish it. What's he talking about? He's talking about creation. He's talking about all that you can see. He's talking about the universe. God says, I created it. And I will finish it. That's why Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us says, heaven and earth will do what? Will pass away. But not a jot of my word, not a jot or a title of my will go unfulfilled. Heavens and earth were created by God. Now, God is working, but God is not in the earth. The earth is, God is, but God made the earth. And the earth is operating as God had made it. I'm going somewhere. So, the Bible makes us understand that God is the creator. In fact, they went further to tell us in John 1 verse 3, giving us the details how it happened. John 1 3 says, all things talking about our Lord Jesus, we are made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was what? How many things were made through him? So as I'm looking now, your Brazilian hair is part of it. The rice that you plan to eat this afternoon is what? How many things? Who do you like? Peter B is what? <laughs> Jagabat. Ja- what? It's what? All things were what? Without him, nothing that was made was what? Everything. Even mosquitoes. He made all of them. Praise the Lord. Now, it gets more interesting. Are you with me today? Hebrews 1.3. It says, he didn't just make it. He's the reason he's still here. It says, and upholding all things. How many things? All things by the word of his power. So he made, he began, he will finish. Are you with me? He began all things, he will wrap all things. In the process, he says he's upholding all things. What it means is that what God says, we will not see tomorrow. You won't see tomorrow. That's how come he could say to the children of Israel, the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. That's how come he could, you know, inspire the prophet to prophesy. By this time tomorrow. A sea of fine floor will be sold. Why? All things. He can decide to lower this, higher it, close this, open the door. Can we put our hands together for the Lord? He's a big God. He's a mighty God. He upholds. Nothing God has made has run out of track. Everything is running according to the way he made it. Even the man that boasts and threatens and says, I will do this, I will do that. All of them. He made them. And he's the reason they're alive. He's the reason why a president that we thought was dying is looking like a youth today. The Lord has renewed his... <laughs> his God. Praise the Lord. He's God. Hallelujah. Then they went further to tell you and I. Hebrews 11.3 now. They began to say something there now. 
It says by faith. I understand that the worlds, or I am to understand, read it this way, by faith I am to understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hold on. Then it says, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Let me ask you a question. How many things do you see there? There are two categories of things. There's a category of what I see. And then they're saying, I should, you should, we should understand that this I see, the raw material was not from what was seen. So he said, how do they make uh, furniture? He said, you use wood. He said, how do they make wood? You keep going back. Until you come to understand that the wood you see was not made from a wood that could be seen. The wood you see was framed by the word of God. I'm laying a foundation to help you understand that the world you and I are in is more spiritual than material. Did you get what I'm saying? The world we are in is more spiritual than what? Material. Now, as you descend into the flesh, into the man, you know, who has lost touch of God, you begin to value what you can touch. Ah, Thomas said, unless I can see, Unless I can put my fingers in, I will not believe. Jesus came and said, ah, Thomas. He said, blessed are those who having not seen, yet have what? Believe. You know why? Because you so limit yourself. You're so poor if all you live in is what you can see. You become so poor. I thank God for the call to worship song we sang. He said, let the poor say I'm what? Let the weak say I'm what? Now, somebody might say, oh boy, you know, oh boy, shut up. The problem is that the person who is saying that does not understand Hebrews 11.3. Because Hebrews 11.3 says the things which were seen did not come from what is. So, I am not rich because I have money. I am rich because of what I'm framing with my words. There is a world existing which existed before the world you are seeing. The world you're experiencing. The world you're witnessing. It is the spiritual world. That's why God's speaking. Because, you see, you understand these things. You, everything begins to come together. That's why God's speaking to the woman. You know, in John chapter 4. To the woman at Samaria. The woman met a prophet. And there had been this burning argument. You know, amongst the Samaritans. Between the Jews. In everywhere. They said, hey, hey now you're a prophet. Let me even ask you this very important question. He said, your father said, it's in that mountain we worship. But my own father said, this is the mount, which is the correct mountain to worship in? Jesus looked at him, at her, and pitied her, and just saw the problem we have. He said, the time is coming, and now it. He says, when the true worshippers shall neither worship on this mountain, nor in that mountain. Why did they say that? Do you know why? Because all the mountains are physical. All the mountains are what? They're material. They came after. They are not original. It's the same way in our time now. You know, you see some people. Some people think they will go to heaven because of the church they go to on Sunday. How many times have you dreamt and dreamt with your church? Ordinary dream. In the dream, your church is not even part of it. And it's heaven you want to take my bishop, my pastor. (laughs) Jesus said, the real dimension does not count places. 
It does not count degrees. It does not count who placed his hands on you. All those things don't matter. He said the time is coming and now is when what? The true worshippers will worship the Father. How? In spirit and in truth. Why? Because he says God is spirit. God is not material. So it brings us to a realization that this thing we are doing is more spiritual than what? Physical. You know, the Bible says, even though we walk in the flesh, it says we do not what? War after the flesh. It says, but the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are what? Mighty through God. So what's it say? It says, even though. So can you look at yourself and say, this me is even though. Somebody you're seeking, but that pain you're feeling is also what? Even though. That's why the apostle Paul could say, I have now learned to glory in my weaknesses. For when I'm weak, who is weak? Paul. He says, then I'm strong. Who is strong? The spirit. He began to see himself two ways. So God is spirit. And he says, you. Remember, we started by saying, by salvation, we've been brought back to the original place. So the fellowship God was having with Adam and Eve, even though the Bible said he will come and walk with them in the cool of the day, was more than strolling with their hands. It was ability for the deep to call to the deep. The Bible says, when we speak this, it says, I had not seen, ear had not heard. The same first Corinthians 2. What God has what? Prepare for those who love it. It says, but God has what? Reveal them to us by his spirit. Now, what he reveals to us by the spirit, my flesh can know it. That's why some of you are depressed and downcast. But in the spirit, they've debit credited your account with billions. But because you can't read spiritual language, you're waiting until the thing touches your body. But the thing has hit your account. It says you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in but you can't access that email. You're still in the flesh. You can't read it. You don't have the password. You have not gone to read what the spiritual mail is talking about you. So Christians are walking about. Some time ago, many years ago, the, the Lord said to me, how can a Christian be depressed? On what basis are you going to? For a Christian to be depressed, do you know what needs to happen? They have to go back 2,000 years ago and reverse the death on the cross. And reverse everything. Jesus must refuse to die. Because when he died, he had only one thing in mind. He had you in mind. They said the price for your healing, the price for your deliverance, the price for your promotion, the price for everything concerning you is that you die. Jesus said, I'll go. He said, Father, if there is no other way that it cannot can be redeemed, except I die. He said, I will go. If he did that, the Bible now says, he that did not withhold his only son. He did not withhold him, but he gave him up for us all. He said, how shall he? If you ask that question and answer it, how can there be depression? End of year has come, I'm not married. You're being depressed. Take marriage. Do you know there were married people that were, you know, stoning Jesus to shouting crucify. There were married people who were in that crowd who didn't know what was happening. But now you know what will happen. So you have been called into a deeper benefit is someone getting me you have been called into a deeper herod was king but he was lost Pilate was governor but he was blind if Pilate knew what we know today he would bow down and worship because the bible assures us part of the scriptures we're going to read today it says 
every knee shall bow and every tongue shall what? It's going to happen. We are doing it now with pleasure. Everyone will do it by compulsion. Praise the Lord. And now when we bow in worship, he says, my son, he says, my daughter. Then when they bow in worship, he cannot say my son because the door would have been closed. That's why the gospel must be preached. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, so God is spirit and he is. So when we're told about what happened at the garden, it was that God was fellowshipping with Adam and Eve. As, you know, I don't know which word. I wanted to say co-gods. They could understand each other. They spoke the same language. It was spirit to spirit. That's why the Bible will say, and God brought forth the animals and all of them. And whatever Adam called, he said that was his name. You know why? He said, spirit, spirit. There is no loss of, no loss of power in transmission. Everything is clear. Okay? Now the challenge is that today, our world is so close to us. Our world is so real to us. That even those of us now that have been quickened, that have received this spirit that is from God or the spirit of God is often a struggle. We find it almost uninteresting. We find it unprofitable to operate in the spirit. That's what I've come to exhort us to. Praise the Lord. Remember we said the spirit of the world, they have the extreme and the extreme, one extreme was um, Esau and the other extreme are the occultic ones. Now, the truth is that you and I, by reason of who we are in Christ, we should operate from the extreme spiritual level in God now. What it means is that if somebody comes and says to you, we said, you say to a boss, good morning, and uh, she reacts negative. From this angle where you are now, if somebody comes and slaps you, you know what the person at this dimension of God's spirituality does? He turns the other cheek. Are you with me? Now, if I slap you only physically, no, I won't slap you. If somebody slaps me, if he slaps me and I am tuned only to this environment, you know what I'll do? I'll go into my pocket and bring my own slap and do what? Slap back. But if I get a slap and I'm tuned into the spiritual dimension we're talking about, what Jesus our examples taught us is that if they slap you on the left, what should you do? You should turn to the right. Why did he say that? In the physical, I must get vengeance for myself because I am an orphan. You see? He did that to you. What did you do to him? You were alone. In the spirit world, I am one with God. When somebody slaps me, they said, please don't slap him back. If anything, turn to this side. Why? God says, vengeance is mine, I will what? How can I, if I have an opportunity to slap, or God will slap on my behalf, who should I choose? That's why they say, if someone offends you, he said, do what? Forgive him. If I'm living in this dimension, physically, do you know what he did to me? A whole me? He did that to me, I will show him. It's because I am existing only in the matter world. Is someone getting what I'm saying? But when I get into the spiritual world, he said, forgive those who spitefully use you. He even said, pray for them. 
There are so many dimensions to that. Okay, let's deal with that, that forgiveness alone. Number one is this. Because of the way spiritual laws work, you know, praise the Lord. Nigeria will be transformed. Nigeria will develop. Nigeria will move ahead, okay? This morning, as I was driving to church, early in the morning, okay? As I was driving, I was changing lane as I felt. You know, I was just changing lane. And something said to me, be doing this. When Nigeria changes, and there's camera everywhere, you know there's a way you change lane abroad. They will stop you and check you whether your brain, they'll say breathe. You know, they check whether you're, you know, driving on there. They'll check, okay. So as I was just saying, the, the thing just flashed in my head. Let me enjoy this thing before the, because it changed. <laughs> you know, anyway, where I'm going is that in Nigeria, a lot of people do bad things and they are not caught. They don't pay for it. You know, in America, you can do all those people that do mass shooting, do all kinds of things. Some of them, they find them after 40 years. Rapist, whatever. They will find you. Somebody killed, I think, a British citizen in Europe some time ago. It took about eight years or so. They found the person. The problem with our country is that you do anything and you get away. Even the one that they caught you. But can I tell you something? In the spirit, nobody gets away. In fact, you know, the Holy Spirit was so merciful. He told us. He said that the sins of some people catch up with them immediately. He said that some, they go. He allows them, they'll be coming. You're not praying. Lord, Lord, who is this little girl hanging around my husband? What God has done together? No man shall put us under. And the people in the spirit will laugh. How many husbands did you put us under? Shut up there. Yes. In the spirit, they don't forget. Anonymous came one time and said they don't forget. Did you remember that? They forget. In the spirit, they don't what? So when God says, forgive those who offended you. So that what? He said, or as I've forgiven you. Or so that your heavenly father may. Because if I hold him, I am saying, God, please, let's deal with offenses. As I deal with this man's own, please deal with my own. Do you know that everything you do in life is that statement? If you understand spiritual things. In the physical, it won't be like that. In the physical, if somebody does something, say, ah, you know, I tell my wife, this person, Nanwoga. you know the one way Nanwoga, the one that can't do wrong. Whatever he does, he gets away with it. In the physical, there are, th- there are, there are people that do things and, you know, you say, ah, who did that? Who, who is that foolish? Po- oh, oh, hey, my son, uh, how are you? In the physical, in the spiritual, they don't care. That's why the lady justice is blindfolded. But the lady justice in Nigeria, they've opened one part of the eye. <laughs> the lady justice in Nigeria is peeping. Who is there? Who is there? Before he passes judgment. So forgive for the spiritual man. It's not about him. It's about spiritual dimensions. It says when you go to pray and kneel down. <laughs> you know, our Lord Jesus, that's why I beg you please. Read the Gospels. We appreciate the Lord for the epistles. But read the Gospels. Jesus came to live and show us spiritual dimensions. Are you with me? It says when you go to pray and kneel down. He said, and you remember that your brother has ought against you. He said, leave your gift. We might call it apostolic offering. We might call it end of year offering. We might call you breakthrough offering. We might call it a fire service offering. Whatever offering you call it, he say it will be a waste in the spirit. 
if somebody is holding you. You know why? Physically, you left the person you got to church. But in the spirit, when they hold you, they hold you. Is someone hearing me? In the spirit, when that disagreement is there, it's holding you. That's why the apostle Paul said to us, he says, I do everything. I exercise myself to be void of offense towards God and towards man. Why? Because they can hold you. And everything you'll be doing, they'll just be saying disqualified. Disqualified. They look in the spiritual record. They say disqualified. Why? That neighbor, you'd say waka to where you were living. That waka is still there. You have gone to church, but what is frozen? You know what? It's spiritual. In the physical, you have gone. But in the spiritual, it says God is spirit. And those who worship him must, not may. Those who worship him. Those who come to him. They must understand this is what it is. Now, you have the option of not playing in this game. And, you know, talking about the occult, you know, the the negative, the spirit of the world, spiritual. There's because it's a, a kingdom of darkness... These standards don't apply because it's a, a place where everything goes. But when you come in here, even though there it applies a bit, but it's not the way it is. When you come in here, it says God. You know, there are some things you read in the Bible. It says follow peace and holiness. Without what? Without which no man, not without which um, laity or people who are not born again. You know, people have deceived us. They say once you give your life to Christ, anything, anything. Which Bible did you read? Follow peace and what? Holiness. Your salvation will enable you to bear the fruit of peace. Your salvation will enable you to walk in holiness. That's the advantage you have. Follow peace and holiness, without which no man shall see God. You know why? Angels can't even come close to God because of his holiness. So how can you just turn to there and tell them, ah, did you know, uh, uh, 12th of December in the Father's Church, I gave my life to Christ. Angel, open the door for me. If you come in, God will have to go. Because he dwells in light unapproachable. Absolute purity and holiness. It's not get what I'm saying. So as we read the Bible, we see our Lord Jesus presenting things from the spiritual dimension. He said, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst after righteousness. He says, for what will happen? He said, for you shall be filled. Do you know that if you don't understand that, or rather, not that if you don't understand it, what happens now is that we think we are blessed when we feel we know. Jesus says, you're blessed when you want to know. Hallelujah. That's why the apostle Paul will say to you and I, he says, knowledge, what does it do? It puffs up. The average Christian is excited when he feels he knows. There's nothing wrong with knowing. That we are called to know. But the truth is this, like somebody said, I can't remember who said it. A few of us may have heard it. It said knowledge is like the circumference of a circle. Are you with me? The roundabout of a circle for those who hated mathematics. The roundabout of a circle. Knowledge is like that. It said the more you increase in knowledge, it says the more your ignorance becomes clear to you. Because inside that circle is knowledge. Outside of the circle is what you don't know. So, if what I know is like this, then what I don't know is like But if what I know is like this, what happens? What I don't know increases. It's the same thing spiritually. That's why Paul, after many years of serving, oppressing it, he says, what am I doing? He says, forgetting the things which are behind. 
I press forward towards the mark of the high call. It says that I may know him. <laughs> Paul, you don't know him. You wrote these epistles for us. You don't know him. Maybe we retire now. But the more you know, what happens is that the lower you go. When you see somebody knowing and bringing out chest, he doesn't know spiritual things. A truly spiritually knowledgeable man, you see humility. But these are spiritual realities. He said, blessed are the pure in heart. Say, for they shall what? See God. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. He said, these are dimensions, insights into the spiritual. But because of what we've come to do, we need to leave all of that as God permits us. But essentially, as a Christian, we have the privilege of operating in the spirit. So that you go to work. I think I've had cause to speak to a few people. And I told them that spiritually, there is no labor without reward. What did I say? Spiritually, there is no what? There is no labor. And spiritually also, there is no... It's, I can't remember what happened. Yes, my wife was eating a seal some days ago. And I begged her for a piece. She said no, that she has been eating the bones, bones, bones. That this is just the little flesh there that she reserved. So, she didn't give me. I was eating in Seoul. My wife just came, put fork and took. I say you have ripped now. Not so now. <laughs> That's you have ripped now. Eh? A time will come where you're going to sow. You know, we sow and reap. But you can also reap and then have to sow. The same way, there is nothing you get that you won't pay for. <laughs> Spiritually. Are you with me? There is nothing you receive. We said there is no labor without reward. So there is nothing that you give that you won't get a reward. The same way, there is no reward. That's why praise from men, you have to be careful. Because there is a way that will praise you, you will be owing. Ah, this person is wonderful. This person is this. This person is that. This person. They'll go and look at the record. They praised you up to 70, but the record you had nine. They have to bring examination so that you can be graduated to 70 level. For those who like praises of men, be careful. Are you with me? Because they have praised you like that. They have to do balance sheets. They have to balance you. So they will bring some tests. And you find yourself behaving like a madman. They say, I, I, I thought they said he was wonderful. Uh-huh. They are just trying to rearrange the record so that everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are spiritual realities. Spiritual truth. Now, when you understand it, you now value. What, what The whole essence of this is this. God is outside of this world. You are in this world. You now go to that world where God is and begin to operate at his level. So you can have the privilege of being the one sowing spiritual things. It says, if we hear that sows to the flesh, shall reap what? Corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall what? Reap everlasting life. So you now go and begin to sow. So you make your days, daily, your job, your marriage, your finances, everything. An unending season of spiritual sowing. And you know the truth. For a season, in this physical world, you look foolish. Just like every famine. You see, if you understand famine, you understand spiritual things. You know, because most of us are businessmen and, you know, career people. When you have money, the money is in your bank account, isn't it? And then you bring man out. When a farmer has a harvest, what does he do? He takes his harvest like a foolish person and puts it in the ground. And then for the next nine months, depending on what he sold, he has nothing. But what happens after nine months? It's the same thing. 
So spiritually also, we now have a mindset of sowing. So you come, you're dealing with somebody. You're not looking at what you're reaping. You're looking at what you're sowing. What am I sowing? What am I planting? In my, to my wife, what am I planting? To my husband, what? To my children, to my neighbors, to my friends, to my brothers, to my, to my brethren. In church, what am I planting? Because understanding spiritual things tells you that Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away. Things as you see them will pass away. For those of us who, who know what is happening politically, um, in 2014, before the 2015 election, good Lord Jonathan, I, I, I didn't support him then, I supported this Buhari, that's why I weep. If you see me crying, don't pity me. In 2014, Abubakar uh, Atiku was in his house. Good luck, Jonathan went to see him, to plead with him, to give him some support. Abubakar was in his house. He didn't see good luck, Jonathan. He refused. He moved governors away, out, so that good luck, Jonathan would lose. Told him sorry. <laughs> you know? He moved them away. Now, about a month ago, some governors are moving people away from Mr. Abubakar. The same Abubakar now went to see good Lord Jonathan. Now, good Lord Jonathan, being a wise man, did not refuse to see him. Because the way these things work, let me tell you now. Don't pay anybody back. The account never closes. You see, if you pay the person back, you will also reap that one. You have closed the other one, but you have opened another record. Are you understanding spiritual things? That's the way it works. So people who have understanding, they are careful not to sow. I was telling my wife, this Obi man, he's a very wise man. Have you seen anybody he looked for his trouble since? So where is he going to reap trouble from? Ask yourself. Those who hate him, you can keep hating him. Have you seen anybody he insulted? His understanding. What am I saying? It is understanding. He's been insulted. But he doesn't insult me. Why? Because no matter how right you are in responding, you have opened a new portal. That's why Lord Jesus Christ said, the prince of this world comes and he finds nothing in me. He sowed nothing that if he reaped, he will be bad. That is Christianity. When you have that understanding, that's what Joseph understood. They looked at his records. What, what can we throw back at him that he did? That would be bad for him. The only thing that could keep coming back was good. That's understanding spiritual things. You know that this world is not physical. It's like the man that goes to steal. The Bible, you know, be messy. Say, let him that steals, steal no longer. Walking with his hands. You're stealing. You're taking what somebody has labored for. Denying the person of the benefit. So you take it for your enjoyment. Okay. You have taken it. That means they paid you in advance. There will be work that you will walk that you won't get paid for. There will be food that you will eat that won't digest well. The Bible says stolen bread is sweet. But when it enters into the mouth, what is it? Concrete. That's why somebody will have all the money and have 80 mopo and he cannot rest. What is the difference between the job of a gate man and a big man that can't sleep? One is being paid for not sleeping. The gate man is walking about after they'll pay him. What job do you do? He said, I'm a security man. I'm walking about. The big man is not sleeping also because all the things they are stolen is turning around in his head. Spiritual things, if you understand it. Now, you and I have the benefit because what has happened for us is that a credit has been put into our account. Praise the Lord. In Christ Jesus, they've credited us. 
So we are starting from a place of advantage. That's why as spiritual people, when we disobey God, it grieves his heart. That's why the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows the treasures that are yours. Um, last Sunday we talked about you know, um, fornication and adultery, extramarital sex. If you know what you lose, you're not a guy when you sleep around. You have been given a quantity to have. Amen? It's like somebody, thank you Holy Spirit. He said it's like somebody who has money to build houses. And he's going around building houses on people's, people's property. And boasting. Ah, I built one in Lagos. I built one. They say, where is the paper? I say, it belongs to uh, Madame So. I built one. You're foolish. You're not smart. He said, drink water out of your own systems. So we, we look at the word of God and we see that there are things put in there to help us. Now, to understand and fully, you know, lock ourselves into the spiritual. The key thing there is to know this God. What did I say? To know this God. The Holy Spirit gave us an insight when they spoke to Abraham in Genesis 17. Genesis 17 verse 1. God came to Abraham. You know, the man that they used to begin to bring us into things spiritual. And the Bible says, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him what? He says, I am almighty God. God that you worship is almighty. Almighty means omnipotent. Almighty means all-powerful. Almighty means he can do whatever he wants to do. Like the song says, he specializes in what we call impossibilities. He is almighty God. Having that understanding, I shouldn't struggle to obey him. I shouldn't struggle to defer to him. I shouldn't struggle to wait on him. Praise the Lord, somebody. I said to walk in the scripture. This understanding has to be there. The knowledge of who God is. He's almighty. He's all powerful. Of who he is. Uh, um, Manoah. That's it. What is your name? What is your name? Then just smiled and said, why do you ask my name? We, we can see that Judges. I think it was Manoah. Judges 13 verse, um, verse 18. He said, why do you ask my name? Seeing that my name is what? My name is full of wonder. Which name will I tell you? Jehovah Rapha. You say I heal you. But I made you too. Jehovah Jireh, I provide. But I also keep you. Why do you ask my name? Seeing that it is what? Wonderful. I'm grand. To Moses, he said, Moses said to him, Exodus 3. He said, who will I tell the people send me? God said, tell them I am that I am. Which means filling the space. Can I send a word to somebody here? That situation you're in. Filling the space. That's the God you've come to meet. I am. You're looking for a job. I'm the job giver. You're looking for direction. I will hold you, take you by the hand, and lead you in the path that you should go. You're overwhelmed. He said, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Are you downcast? He said, drink. If any man drinks of the water that I shall give, he shall thirst no more. What is the situation you're in? He said, I am. That I am. That's the God you come to meet with. But that God is in the spirit. You must transcend the physical. Now what has happened is that because of the laziness of man to access the spiritual. Men have created all kinds of things. Do you know why juju men have candles and coconuts? And you know feathers. You go and meet them. Nobody here goes to meet them. Amen. 
But people can't meet them. He said, go and find a pregnant hen. Go and find a tortoise that is coughing. Do you know why they're doing that? They're doing that so that when you come, you will be ready for something. Something must happen here. This hen is pregnant. So your expectation goes up. But you see, God has no time to play. He even said when you make his altar, I say make no images. Make no likeness of anything. There is nothing you can compare me with. So he that comes to God must believe that he is. God puts no sign. But the world has mastered. Because they know men. Men want to hold something. If I come now. This is, uh, they said, uh, 25th anniversary of my past. If all of a sudden I change and stop wearing normal clothes. And started wearing um, cassock. And change the way I talk. Everybody said the anointing has gone to another level. Somebody here. Take it. <laughs> because we're too connected to the matter. That's why they generate all those things. You enter, I say, it's juju house. If they didn't put that thing, you would slap the man. But they put all kinds of things. They put every, they have it. It is to create, you know, a picture to the people that something is happening here. Now, as a Christian, if you look for that, you defraud yourself. If you look for that, you defraud yourself. You know why? <laughs> There's an account in the Bible. The Bible said, Jesus was met by um, Jairus and said, please come and heal my daughter. Okay, please come. So this is Jesus. Jairus came and said, you must come and heal my daughter. You must come and heal my daughter. So Jesus started following Jairus to go and heal his daughter. So this is where they were. So Tommy, please come and be me. Praise the Lord. So, no, just you're holding him. Just you're on the journey. Just, just freeze here. While they were going, the Bible says a woman who had had an issue of blood for 12 years and has spent all she had on physicians and didn't get better. What does that say to you? It says that the situation is incurable. This situation has no solution. Somebody here, you came to church and this, this situation for 12 years, they've done everything they can do. No solution. But this woman sat down where she was. In her weakness and she heard about jesus something happened in her she discounted 12 years of flowing in blood she discounted all the prognosis and analysis and prescriptions of doctors that never worked and this woman said to herself not to god if i can touch the hem of his garment i'll be made whole and she saw the multitude thronging. She was weak. And the woman pressed. She pressed. And she pressed. And she pressed. All this while, no reference. Her cousin had not done it. Nobody. 12 years of bad history. 12 years of failure. 12 years of impossibility. But she said, if I could touch. And she pressed on and pressed on. And she touched. And the Bible said, immediately she touched. He said, the flow stopped. What happened? This woman transcended the material world. And went back to before creation. And understood that without him was nothing made that was made. He spoke the word and it happened. He sent his word and it healed. 
she saw that all of a sudden, everything she was going through was because she was dealing at the ground floor. She went to the penthouse. On Friday, we sang, I'm going higher. Yes, I am. She went higher. And when she touched the hem, without Jesus' permission, she was healed. Because she accessed the spiritual. That is what the spiritual is about. It's about believing God. It's about magnifying God. It's about trusting in his power. It's about leaning, putting your whole weight on him. If he doesn't do it, let it not be done. Let's rise on our feet. That is spiritual. Somebody today is going to go spiritual. Jesus did not lay hands on her. It's good to lay hands. The Bible says we should do. But beyond all of that, she said, if only I could touch. She connected to the world where the Bible said, the things which are visible were not made of the things which are. She framed, the Bible says in that Hebrews 11.3, we understand that the worlds were framed. The spiritual is about understanding God and connecting by what you say. Please come on Wednesday, we're going to do the other part so you get it fully. But you understand, you believe God and you connect. We have a great privilege today. The communion even makes it easier. So before we go to the communion, what do you say? That's spiritual. What you're saying now, based on what you heard, that's spiritual. Because that's what you're going to have. Somebody listening now has looked at a situation and said, Ah, no more. I'm free from it. That's what you're going to have. Somebody listening, when I was saying spiritual things, say, I won't joke again. The power will come. The Lord will back you up. Careless words won't come. It will come. It will come. You can begin to walk at a dimension. Jesus said, somebody touch me. Peter said, you're, you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're saying. Everybody's touching you. Jesus said, somebody spiritually touched me. Somebody touched me at the dimension of the word of God. Not as Jesus of Nazareth. Somebody touched me as my beginning status. You've come to church this morning. You should touch him. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.